We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time for the latest buzz on pets from around the corner, down the block, and across the world with award-winning journalist, author, speaker, educator, and host, Arden Moore. Arden has twice been named by Oprah Winfrey as one of her top three pet hosts. And just this past year, the Cat Writers Association awarded Arden the coveted President's Award, given exclusively to the best of the best. Arden is driven to live her motto, bringing out the best in pets and their people. So snuggle up with your favorite fur baby because it's time for another episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Tevra Pet, for a happier and healthier pet. Online at tevrapet.com. That's T-E-V-R-A pet.com. And Furniture Cat Furniture. Quality cat furniture online at furniture.com. That's P U R N I T U R E.com. Pause up, pet pals. Welcome to Arden Moore's Four Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Now, come on, we know this air traffic can be hectic, it can be stressful. Life for some animals in shelters awaiting their forever homes can also be unsettling. We got a solution, actually a double dose. Our two special guests today are all about unleashing great solutions for traveling pets and shelter animals. Please join me in giving pause and applause to the president and CEO of the ARC at JFK, Beth Schutte. And the founder of Zounds Music for Pets, Zounds with a Z, Derek Garrett. Welcome both to the show. You ready for this, lady and gent? Yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. (laughs) We are. We're here. We're ready. All right. I say the word, the ark at JFK, and I'm thinking, old man Noah, just park it. (laughs) When I think of Zounds for Pets, I'm thinking like we got the 21st century music man on the show. Did I give a good characterization first, uh, Beth, of you? Yes, yes. We uh, we do kind of consider ourselves Noah of uh, Noah of the sky. <laughs> Noah of the sky. I like that. And Derek, yeah. how do you explain Zounds for Music Pets with your, your title? Um, so Zounds is a um, it's an app-based music solution that's featuring a, a, a library of proprietary music to calm anxious pets. And it's created for both pet parents um, to be used in their home, as well as pet professionals, which includes boarding facilities, veterinarian hospitals, um, groomers, breeders, etc. The sound of music keeps us sane, is, I guess, is what you're saying, right, Derek? Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. Now, 
humbly, I, I was an eighth grade glockenspielist. Um, uh, any, any hopes of me um, fulfilling my music career with that musical instrument? Hey, um, we could try to make it work. I, I, I can't guarantee that, but we could try to make it work. <laughs> I do a mean Avon lady. Ding dong. But that's, that, that's about it. Um, well, the reason they're both here, everyone, is because they work together, uh, their companies. And uh, Beth, there is a thing called IPATA. Are you both involved in that? Is that correct, Derek? Are you in the International Pet and Animal Transportation Association? Or you, how do you work with Beth? I'm not. I, well, IPATA is a trade group for pet, uh, pet travel professionals and affiliated companies that uh, work in the pet travel industry. Uh, so our organization is, is kind of got a dual membership. One as, um, as our facility that is a health and reception and quarantine facility for animals that travel and come into the country. Uh, the, we are also a member as a uh, pet shipper in which we, um, we actually arrange for the travel of pets uh, into and out of the country and around the country. Uh, and we do that Amazing. for private customers. What's the connection, Derek, with you and Beth? Zounds and the Ark at JFK. Right. So um, as I was saying a little while ago, you know, we 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 focus on veterinarian hospitals, boarding facilities, groomers. And, um, you know, at the Ark, they do have a, a, a part of their facility where they house dogs and cats. Um, and as well as they have to transport these animals when they're flying in or laying over and Beth jump in if I'm, if I'm misspeaking in any way, but they sometimes have to pick these animals up from the actual terminal and transport them to the ark. And so Zounds is playing in the actual uh, transportation vehicles um, as well as in the facility to be able to calm the dogs and cats while they're in the care of the ark. I love that. What do you think? How did you find out about Derek, Beth? and his sounds uh, music for pets. Yeah, so we uh, we have a uh, an acquaintance or a colleague in common, Dr. Nelva Bryant, who uh, she works in a number of different capacities. One of them is she works for Delta Airlines and advises them on their programs with animals, transporting animals. She's a great lady and she introduced us and said, I, you know, that she thought we could both learn from each other. <laughs> When you heard about Derek, was it music to your ears? Come on, you aren't going to do that. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you had to go there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I mean, animals can hear better than we can at Absolutely. higher and lower octaves. So let's dive in, science man. Who cares if there's music playing? I'm being a devil's advocate. And uh, there's got to be certain music that seems to soothe the savage beast, even in a cat right? That's correct. That is correct. So, so we've, we've actually been following a few different studies that were peer reviewed and what we, and there's several studies that are, that are out there. Um, but for one, just to, to, to make you aware, my background um, is audio engineering. So I, so I understand um, audio very well. Um, and so when, when I was reading through these studies, um, they they realize that there are specific parameters within uh, a, a piece of music, and those parameters being the actual chord progressions, 
um, the tempo of the song, um, the overall instrumentation. And so when you put all of these various um, parameters together that make up a song, they could either have a positive impact or a negative impact on your dog and cats. And I will say what is, is common for dogs couldn't be more opposite for cats. So, so it's not going to explain that. So we we've got a couple minutes before our first break. So (laughs) what is going to make that cat purr? What kind of chord tempo instrumentation do cats dig? So, yeah, so cats actually dig and they are actually calmed by higher frequency, um, higher frequencies in, in general. And just, I don't know if you're aware of this, cats hearing is probably about 20,000 hertz um, greater than, than dogs. So it's probably three times that of humans. And so they're, they're actually calmed by, you know, like more electronic digital sounding um, really? music as opposed to dogs. You know, that's, that will have a complete adverse effect on dogs if you play the cat music for them. So Correct. Cat music. Pitch, is that like, I mean, because mice make higher pitches, you know, than some other uh, uh, predators, I mean, prey. So, I mean, they like electrical. They hear two better than dogs, three times better than us. But I'm laughing because you'll never find any cat become a certified hearing therapy pet. They're like, <laughs> let's the dog do that. Right. That's fascinating that they, they kind of chill out to a higher uh, uh, frequency, right? It really is to see that. It really is. Yes. So tell us about the dog side. So you said that electrical digital is kind of the groove for cats. What, what's an, what's, what, what is it for dogs? And so for dogs, they want to be like, you know, when it's all said and done, and let me say this, you know, a lot of people gravitate to classical music and think, okay, you know, when they think of calming their dog, they think of classical music. And while some classical music, music fall under the correct parameters, and yes, it, it's effective, not all classical music, because there's so many different subgenres, genres. So when it's all said and done, dogs really are calmed by um, the the warmer sounds in the lower register, like your piano, right? Um, they're you know the, the- we're going to have to we're going to pause on that because I want to keep our listeners hearing and learning from you. We got to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're speaking with Derek Garrick of uh, Zounds Music for Pets and Beth Shuti. Uh, she is the CEO of the Ark at JFK. So you all know the drill. Sit, stay, we'll be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm, I'm getting schooled in a good way from Derek Garrett and uh, Beth uh, Shuti. She's with the ARC at JFK. He's an audio genius, 
and the founder of Zounds Music for Pets. They have collaborated to benefit pets and animals all over the globe. We just learned about kitty cats, and you were talking about dogs and the fact that people sometimes assume to take turn on the classical station, maybe on Pandora or whatever when they leave the house. But give us the straight, straight skinny about what dogs' ears really want to hear when mama, daddy leave the house. Yeah, so they want they want a warmer sound, which is what we found through our testing would be more of like the piano sound and the lower register. So not just the piano, like in a higher, but like the lower register really seems to resonate. Um, and then uh, even from a tempo perspective, you know, a much slower tempo. Um, what we found was the actual chord progressions made a huge difference as well, um, like slower moving chord progressions. And when you when you when you bring all those those parameters together, it can really have a common effect for for anxious dogs. And anxiety is a big deal. Capital A. Anybody that got a pet during COVID, I'm telling you. The FAS, fear, anxiety, stress. Um, I'm a certified speaker with Fear Free Pets, and we've learned different ways to make things better because stress can take an emotional and physical toll on us and on our pets. And I want to bring in uh, uh, Beth uh, Shuti now because we're going to dive in more. But thank you, Derek, because I just, I wow, I didn't know that, the difference for the ears, for the kitties and the doggies. That was amazing. Beth. What do you think of all this? I mean, you tell us a little bit about the ARC at JFK. You, you're not in some little um, uh, sturdy shed place, are you? This is pretty <laughs> No, no. We have a 168,000 square feet cargo building, uh, of which about a third of it is dedicated to animals. Uh, wow. So as I, as I said earlier, we're a health reception and uh uh, quarantine facility, and we service all kinds of animals that come through JFK. That are um, a substantial portion of our business has to do with horses that move all over the, the world. And uh, I understand Derek, you got a you got a bragging right about how many of all horses that are transported globally, how many pass through the ark at JFK? Last year we had close to six thousand. And that represents globally about how much percentage of horses? Uh, well, I'm, of, of, of horses that travel, I would say it was probably 60, 60% of the horses that come in, into and out of the United States. So a lot. <laughs> wow. That, that Wow. So you are the main attraction By for air. horses coming into the United States? Yes. Main. Yes. <laughs> 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 wow. wow. What are, uh, what other animals have you had there that are bigger than a horse? Well, elephants? <laughs> no way. Elephants? Yeah, elephants. Uh we they haven't stayed with us, but we help transport them and and uh oversee the some of, I wouldn't call it security, but we have to provide escort services for the handlers that uh that work work with those animals. Uh we've had uh livestock um goats uh getting into the smaller animals some of the different types of zoo animals um sloths uh pigs i love sloths i mean <laughs> they're they get underrated i don't know derek what do you think of sloths they're, they're i i want a sloth t-shirt i, I, I agree i think they're, they're 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 underrated for sure totally agree 
they're they're no, I'm incredibly not sure. I'm not sure if I would want one, but they are <laughs> no, no, they belong in and well-run zoos. I'm sensing, uh, Beth, that sometimes one country is bringing a specific species to maybe the United States to a zoo like San Diego or or one of the other. I mean, do is that what you're kind of coordinating through the ARC? You'll you'll they'll, they'll come through your place on the way to a zoo. Uh, yes, they'll they'll be transported in, and and of course that's a very specialty handling uh, that has to be coordinated with the airline or the carrier that is uh, that is transporting them, and uh, it, it requires interaction from not only a variety of different uh, players at the airport, but also a variety of regulatory agencies that are involved, um, and then not to mention the actual driving of those animals across the tarmac <laughs> and uh so it's it's very complicated very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> yes very slowly uh and um i mean when we first started this project we really didn't comprehend the the breadth of the different disciplines that were involved in moving animals so it's been a, a real learning experience and um and it's become a labor of love, I would say, for all of us that work at the ARC. Uh, it's um, I, I couldn't I certainly how, couldn't do it. Yeah. Without how, them. How long has the ARC at JFK been in existence? And what are some of the groups that you need to have on your team? I'm assuming veterinarians, behaviorists, you keep going. Uh, we well, we opened on January 2nd, 2017. Uh, we, okay. we were working on this project since uh, 2012. Um, and planning it, we worked with, and in that, you know, in that capacity, we did work with the uh, Cornell School of Veterinary uh, College of Veterinary Medicine. Uh, we worked with um, a number of different animal behavioralists to kind of see what, um, how did the animals move? What was the best way to uh, keep them calm? Uh, we also had to work with a lot of biosecurity experts to ensure that our facility was kept. Uh, to the highest cleanliness standards and could be continued to be cleaned to those standards. Uh, because the last thing, you know, you're bringing in animals from all over the world and you want to ensure that something doesn't get passed between them. Uh, yeah, if anybody listening um, works at a shelter, if there's distemper that gets out or parvo in a shelter, that oh, yeah. is a big, big disaster. So yeah. before you came on the show, Derek said your place is so clean he could actually eat off the floor. I, I'm going to put that challenge one day when I meet him in person. Yeah. But I actually, I mean, I was wondering if you're going to bring that up. That that is a statement to their um, dedication, right, Derek? Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm not the I'm not I'm not eating off the floor first. <laughs> but there's a lot of balls in the air, um, and you're you're the head CEO. I mean, when you grew up as a little girl, Beth, did you say one day I'm going <laughs> to run a big arc at an airport and I'm going to bring in all kinds of animals? I mean, what was your what was your what did you want to do as a little girl when you grew up and how did you get here? Well, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a doctor. So I guess okay. there's some parallels there. <laughs> uh, I always wanted to work with helping people. Um, I, I didn't end up there. <laughs> Partially, uh, <laughs> partially was I just uh, didn't make the cut when uh, I was in uh, university, and um, uh, I should have stuck with it, but I did. But on the other well, hand, you know I... I'm glad <laughs> that you, you that you are where you are. We're gonna 
continue where how she got from a kid to this after we take this break. So sit, stay. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Uh, Our special guests today are Beth Schutte. She is the CEO and president of the ARC at JFK. And we have Derek Garrett. He is the man behind the sound of Zounds at Z-O-U-N-D-Z, music uh, for pets. And they're helping pets with their ears and getting from here to there. And we were talking with uh, Beth. Uh, She wanted to be a doctor as a little girl. Didn't happen, but all the animals in the world are really thanking you for taking on this job. You are the conductor of safety and getting from one place in the world to another through JFK to get these pets uh, happy. So, I mean, how did you get from wanting to be a doctor to now hurting lots of animals? (laughs) Well, I, I would say that was happenstance. Uh, my my entire career was in banking, finance, and real estate. And uh, uh, my husband, John Cudicelli, is the uh, chairman and founder of the ARC. And uh, he had embarked on this project. And we uh, it started taking a lot longer than we had anticipated with all of the uh, public transportation authorities that you can possibly imagine involved. and. Uh, so we, we kind of had to just jump in and figure things out. And at the time I was available. So I, um, I just jumped in and we literally started from nothing. <laughs> uh, ter- wait, we, ha- we, got the, we got the facility built, but then we had to say, like, how do we run it? And we brought in, we did have veterinarians. We had a variety of um, technical animal handlers. Uh, but that didn't prepare us for all of the other things that were that are involved with working at an airport, like the security, working with uh, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, you know, working with CDC, working with the U.S. Department of Agriculture, um, you know, working That's with the airport itself. <laughs> That's a lot of red tape. <laughs> yes, well, there was a I lot of red it. tape. So we, and, we and- just kind of figured it out. And we actually were in there mucking stalls and cleaning kennels and and uh, my husband was driving the truck <laughs> to uh to pick up the animals from the aircraft uh and um you know we were looking for people that had done something like this before but there isn't anything like it and so we looked how many employees do you have now we have around 50 employees uh, a lot of them are part-time because it's a 24-hour day seven day a week operation and we have a lot of shifts so that means three shifts every single day of the year and uh, they're um, so we try to bring in people that can work on um, unusual times and days and holidays and things like that. All right. Um, thank you for that backstory. We got another guest, Derek Garrick, and he kind of grew up on a small farm, I think, in Virginia. Right, Derek? Yes. So in Clover, Virginia. A little boy. Um, I mean, I want to brag a little bit. He is a multi-platinum record producer. This guy is nothing to sneeze at. But when you were on your little farm in Virginia, what were you thinking you wanted to be? And how did you get from there to here? So when, you know, I spent a lot of time, actually, I'm one of five um, uh, kids in our family. And I spent a lot of time on the farm 
with my dad. We had a cattle farm. I really enjoyed it. However, at the same time that I enjoyed being on the farm, music was my passion. So, so, so yeah. So, um, you know, I enjoyed the time on the farm with my dad. Um, but I was off, you know, pursuing, you know, I wanted to be a rock star. <laughs> so, uh, move over, Prince. Okay. Right. So, anyway, so, so music was always, um, music was always something that, that, you know, that was always my passion. And then in later years, um, you know, you know, entrepreneurship became a, a passion as well. And everything that I've ever done um, and as an entrepreneur has, you know, music has always been the center of it. And so, you know, Zounds was birthed because I was speaking with a veterinarian friend and he was sharing how it was becoming more and more difficult for pet parents I'm sorry for, for veterinarians and vet techs to be able to to examine you know dogs and cats because the anxiety was so high, and I knew from my 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 existing business at the time, Roundhouse Multimedia, I knew that we could drive human behavior with music, and so I was one I was wondering if we could do the same by you know for animals using music, and so that's when I dove in and 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 started to you know see what was out there in terms of studies. And for me, it was incredibly exciting because it allowed me to be able to bring, you know, my my love for animals and, and passion for animals, for entrepreneurship and music together. So for me, Zounds is like my I'm still waking up in the mornings, pinching myself, saying, I can't believe it is a business <laughs> because well, yeah. I do want to make sure because we got to get people to check both of you out. I want you all after the show to go to ARK, A-R-K, J-F-K dot com to check out what's going on with a uh, best group and i definitely want you to check out zounds for pets but i gotta spell it z-o-u-n-d-z-f-o-r pets.com you play what guitar glockenspiel what do you play what musical believe, instruments believe it or not i am a horrible drummer <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so my my career was not as a musician it was I was, I was, yeah, yeah, I was a true engineer producer. Um, You know, no one wanted to hire me to play on their records as a, as a musician. But a little brag, uh, go ahead and name drop some of the R&B groups and others that you have uh, been uh, helped with, with their, with their sound. So I've worked, I had the pleasure um, of, of working with uh, Vanessa Williams, Um, you know, and in the pop world, I worked with, um, Bobby Brown, uh, Casey and Jojo, um, and the jazz where I did a lot of jazz records. So I had the opportunity of working with and a lot of people may not know these two ladies, but they were amazing. Um, jazz singers, um, uh, Betty Carter and, and Shirley Horn, Sonny Rollins. Yeah. You know, I had to work. I got to work with Miles Davis. I'm dating myself now before he passed away. Yes. Wow. Well, my late great Corgi was named jazz. So I guess, you know, my genre. There you go. So we, I could, we could talk for days about jazz. <laughs> so for you, um, Beth, getting this contact with Derek, you've got the facility, you're getting the food there, you're making sure the climate is right. How important has it been for you and your team to have sound music coming in for these pets that are like, what? where am I? Where am I going? Well, I, I, I think it's very important. Uh, we have continually looked for uh, things that improve the uh, welfare of animals and transportation. Um, and one of the things we found is uh, 
through different scientific studies uh, that we've seen is that how the animals are handled pre and post the actual flight it really determines you know their state of mind and how calm they are and how they react to the travel situation. Uh, so having this additional tool in our quiver, so to speak, or our um, arrow in our quiver uh, is has really made a difference for us. Um, it, we do experience, our staff has experienced um, a material uh, improvement in the level of noise in the facility, which then also reduces the stress for the animals. Um, we use the we use sounds in our um, in our travel bands and also in our veterinary office and in the waiting area of our corporate facility. And and uh, we've gotten some feedback that the sounds actually calms humans too. <laughs> well, you kind of want a calm group hanging out herding uh, horses and elephants, exactly. I would say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, our next. Our next on the horizon, that um, collaboration with Derek, we hope, is that uh, uh, he's looking into music for the horses so that we would incorporate the Zounds in the equine stable areas. All right. We're speaking with uh, Derek Garrick. He is the man behind Zounds Music for Pets and also Beth Shuti. She's with the ARC at JFK. We're going to find out uh, what's going to go on with horses and others at the JFK, uh, at the ARC at JFK, thanks to Mr. Music Man, Derek, after we take this break. So sit, stay, we'll be right back. Hey, pet pals, welcome back to the Four-Legged Life Show. I'm your host, Arden Moore. And I really enjoy our two special guests. They are dedicated to keeping animals safe and sane in their own talented ways. We have uh, Beth uh, Shuti. She is the CEO at the ARC at JFK. It is a big place that animals from all over the world come and go. Um, we also have Derek Garrett. He is an, a platinum award-winning music guy who founded Zound Music for Pets. That's with a Z. And uh, I, I love that the fact you both love animals and you're both in your own way doing your part to make this a better, sane planet for our pets. I, I am remiss. Do either of you have pets? And, and I know they're listening. Derek, your dog's got, you know, they got great ears. They've been listening to Arden going, when is daddy going to say my name? So you want to do a shout out to your personal pets and then we'll ask Beth? Yep. So our um, our dog is Miles Davis. <laughs> How did I not know that? Okay. And, and, he's, and, and he's actually not waiting for me. He's upstairs waiting by the window for mommy to come home. He's a mama's boy. Dog? Um, he's a cabochon. How about you, Beth? You got any four-leggers or three-leggers? Well, I sadly, I lost mine. Recently, um, he passed away, and uh, we we're still not through that grieving period. <laughs> and so what we are because uh, our our show gets to heaven. So tell me, what's his name? Tucker. He was a oh. little cockapoo, and he I called him twenty five pounds of pure love, and he was the most amazing dog. He was our uh, our mascot for the ark for many years, and oh. uh, he really made everybody happy. But I do have some pet grandbabies <laughs> so uh that's um uh we've got some doodle uh 
and some cats. So. Like a grandma needs and should do, right? Oh, yes. diapers are full. Here you go. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> As we wrap up the show, I really want if you all could help us with keeping travel sane for pets, whether they're joining us, but they have to be, you know, they're bigger than a cat, so they're not under the seat um, traveling with you in the cabin. Beth, what are some tips you can give people, some do's and don'ts to make this flight more uh, welcoming for our pets? Well, if they're in cabin with you, um, there's there's a lot of uh, concerns out there, which I just it's just way too long to get into. Uh, but but the main thing I think is is portraying that sense of calm yourself, so that the animals are don't pick up on your own anxiety. Uh, we How do you recommend, do that? I mean, is it, I know when I teach pet first aid, I want everybody to have a deep breath in and out yes. and not shallow breathing, but what, what's your take? What's your tip? Uh, same times, same types of things. I don't have anything in particular, but it's, you know, animals can sense your mood. They can sense your anxiety. They can sense if you're upset and, you know, losing your temper, if you're waiting in line yeah. with your animal and you're, you're stressed <laughs> because TSA is moving too slowly. Uh, so all of that contributes to the stress of an animal. Um, other animals in the terminal can get, can get, uh, animals stressed out. Uh, what so about the animals that are too big and they need to be that are in cargo? transported in a bigger and a different, uh, uh, plane or whatever, How, what kind right. of advice can you give? You said something about pre and after. when they Right. Travel. So, so the biggest thing there is making sure they're acclimated to their travel container, uh, that they're used to it. I mean. For example, my dog Tucker never could have traveled in cargo because he he was never kept inside any kind of restrained environment, and he, it made him highly highly anxious. So for him to travel like that would have been cruel, and I never would have put him through it. Um, a lot of people do advocate um, there's like Adaptil, which I think is the name of the product that are both for dogs and cats that are more of an herbal based scenting thing that helps calm the animals. Well, it's actually the Adaptil or DAP is for dogs. It's like a right. synthetic canine uh, pheromone. Kitty cats, they the the version is feel away. Right. So we uh, we will use that. Um, medications is typically not advocated because it can slow the heart rate and the respiration of animals, which is not what you want in a thinner air environment that the animals are in in cargo. No, no tranquilizers. Thank you. No, no okay, tranquilizers. <laughs> uh, and, and then it's, again, it's you know, like trying to avoid loud noises. Uh, one of the, the advantages of our facility is we deliver animals just in time. So it's uh, it's less time that they're spending in a cargo environment. And I don't know if any's ever, any of you have ever been in a cargo terminal where most of the animals have to reside until they're put on a plane. It's got forklifts that are going back and forth. It's got, you know, large pallets of equipment and uh, other things being moved that are getting jostled around. And it's, it's not, it's often not temperature controlled in those environments. So having the animals in a place like the Ark uh, where it's calm, where the animals are being taken care of, where they're being provided uh, water and food at the right um, at the right times, the right amount of time before the flight, because obviously you don't want it too soon before the flight. Right. Uh, and um, so all of that contributes to keeping the animals calmer. And again, getting them right off the plane as soon as possible is uh, is critical to get them away from 
uh, any kind of stressful environment. And then for their ears, we have Derek Garrick of uh, Zounds Music for Pets. I mean, you've already got the music playing in the van coming from the yes. plane and in the cargo and, and at the Ark at JFK. That's nice. Um, how has it been for you, Derek, to be able to hear your music being played in animal shelters, vet clinics, other places? And I do want to give a shout out. Your your music is so good that it's been approved as a preferred product by Fear Free Pets, which helps reduce fear, anxiety, and, and uh, stress in pets. So tell us about what your gift is to, to pets or those seeking to be adopted. Yeah, I think that, for one, the, the feeling is amazing to actually hear our music, you know, hear sounds played in these various um, stressful environments for pets. And, and what's even more amazing and satisfying is to see it working. Um, you know, that's, 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 yeah. I mean, I can't, I mean, it's just, it's, it's really exciting. But what I will say is um, we have a, 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 a consumer side of the app for pet parents as well. And so what we, what we advise them to do, so we have, we have, um, it's based on three C's, connecting, common and conditioning. And for time purposes, I'll just focus on the conditioning part. So we have Dr. Lisa Radasta, um, who's oh, our animal. Florida? Well, we love her. She's, she's been, she's been our animal behaviors advisor from almost the very beginning. Um, she's right. amazing and she helps to keep us rooted in the science and, so one of the things that Dr. Radasta helped us to, to, to be able to, to implement in terms of channels on the, on the uh, app for pet parents is um, travel time. And so travel time can be used for conditioning. So when you know that you're going to be traveling with your pet through the ark and they're going to be you know, in cargo in a crate, you can actually start to condition them to make the crate a positive experience. And, and, and that happens by you put them in a crate in the crate for a few minutes, you put a treat in the crate, you play sounds and you keep extending that process. I like that. And now what it was, was started out as maybe a negative experience has now become a positive experience. Um, so we, we, we highly recommend pet parents to start using sounds um, pre-travel because to Beth's point, the calmer the pet are, the, the, the calmer you can have that pet before they're actually traveling, the better the travel experience itself is going to be. So we like for Zounds to be part of the the, the pre-travel prep at the parents' home. And then by the time they reach the, the, the you know the ark, then they're now like, wait a minute, Zounds. They, you know, they, they don't know it's Zounds, but they're hearing this familiar sound that's common to them. And then we also recommend the pet parents playing Zounds once the pet arrives at the final destination on the other end to just so so we really see Zounds as being able to be part a part of the travel process from the beginning, the middle, and the yeah. end. I can't believe I don't know where all the time went. This has been <laughs> I've been learning a lot. I enjoyed it, Arden. Thank you so much for having us. I I really enjoyed the conversation. Yes, hey, thank you. Um, that that is it for our show today. I want to give a pause up again to our special guest. That is Beth Chuti from uh, the Ark at JFK and Derek Garrick at Zounds Music for Pets. Got to shout out our great sponsors, Furniture, Furniture Store in uh, Minnesota, and Tevra, the makers of products to keep pets happy and healthy, Furniture.com and T-E-V-R-A Pet.com to see what's going on. I want to thank all you radio shows, Coast to Coast, airing A Four-Legged Life, and I really 
give a big thank you to all you tuning in. All our shows are on fourleggedlife.com. And until next time, this is your host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Pause up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Arden Moore's Four-Legged Life. For more information about the host, to listen to past programs, and watch full-length video versions of our guest interviews, our website is fourleggedlife.com. That's fourleggedlife.com. And have a pawsome week.